0: Good morning. Welcome to Enough for Today for Friday, um, May the 20th. Thanks for joining me, and we end our week together by starting a new psalm. We ended up, we finished up Psalm 48 yesterday, and so we're moving on to 49. And by my record, we're cruising straight forward to Psalm 50, through Psalm 56. We've already done 57. So if you want to start kind of reading ahead on these next eight or nine psalms, um, that's where we're headed in, in the next uh, weeks together. And we're just making our way through this wonderful book, this songbook of ancient Israel, step-by-step, piece-by-piece, asking God to teach us, and he does. Um, so Psalm 49, and when we introduce a new psalm, basically we do kind of a flyby, get the high view and the, and the big picture of where we're going, what is this psalm, And um, and then we read it together, and then we kind of let our minds just marinate in it, meditate on it. And we'll pick it up again on Monday. So today we are reading a psalm that the author is unknown. It's to the chief musician, a psalm for the sons of Korah. And this is a, a very interesting psalm because it is not so much worship as it is instruction. Plenty of instruction in lots of the psalms, but most of them framed through the idea of worship or processing human experience to God and asking for his intervention. This Psalm is going to read almost like Proverbs or even Ecclesiastes. Uh, It's going to teach us about the futility, especially the futility of worldly wealth and the futility of envy and discontentment. It's going to warn us not to get caught up in the trap of the world's most um, common and favorite idol of all, and that is the idol of materialism, the idol of money. Jesus said, "You cannot serve God and money." And so often, envy. We look at the world; we, they seem to be doing well. Money seems to be the answer. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm not saying we should not use money well. Uh, God doesn't denigrate money intrinsically. He denigrate He created it. I mean, He created economies and He provides uh, for our needs and He allows us to enjoy. Gives us all things richly to enjoy. So. We don't want to demonize uh, intrinsically material things because God created material things. But the trap here is that we get caught in the trap of idolizing or chasing after. It's, It's the prioritization of these things. Are my affections properly ordered under Jesus? Is he my highest treasure? Or am I simply exploiting him to get what my heart truly wants? Am I treasuring material things? It's an insidious thing, my friend. Uh, but riches and wealth and material prosperity are dangerous. On one hand, they're, they're gifts. They're, they're stewardships. They're granted to us by the grace of God. And we use these things to leverage his purposes in our lives, to accomplish his purposes. But on the other hand, there's an insidious uh, temptation wrapped up in these material things. And the psalmist is going to warn us about not getting caught in this trap. So verses 1 through 5 is sort of the call to worship. He's sort of setting up where are we are going. And then beginning in verse 5, the instruction begins about uh, the danger of wealth. So let's read this together, and then I'm going to send you into your day. Hear this, all you people, give ear, all you inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. I will incline mine ear to a parable. I will open my dark sayings upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil when the iniquity of my heels shall compass me about? They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious and it ceaseth forever that he should still live forever and not see corruption. For he seeth that wise men die. Likewise, the fool and the brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. He is like the beasts that perish, This their way is their folly, yet their posterity approve their sayings, Sila, like sheep, they are laid in the grave, death shall feed on them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning, and their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. But God, but God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me, Sila, Be not thou afraid when... One is made rich when the glory of his house is increased, for when he dieth he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lived, he blessed his soul, and men will praise thee when thou doest well to thyself, he shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beasts that perish. Wow, there's a lot here. <clears throat> what a de- what a depth of instruction. What a powerful reminder. I'm very much looking forward to our journey next week, as we begin to unfold, begin to meditate line by line, precept upon precept, on these verses that warn us about the insidious uh, corruption, potential corruption of wealth. And how to feel. Really, this psalm instructs us how to feel about money and material things, and especially those that seem to have it all, and uh, those that seem to be doing very well without God. So a very good psalm. A psalm, let me just add this, and we'll go. This is a psalm you should pass along. I mean, you you should do that with all of them, right? But I mean in particular, um, this is a psalm that we need to teach our kids. Our kids need to understand the priority structure, the value structure, who is God, what is money, and uh, how does it all work together? And, and what do they do with the American idols, the idols of the world, not just money, but personalities and power and prominent people? What do they do with those things? We need to understand that. They need to understand that. So as we go through this, I want to encourage you to, uh, to, to kind of archive it in a way and deliberately, be deliberate about how you're going to pass this psalm forward. For now, have a great weekend. Thanks for joining me. Happy Friday. Uh, join us on Sunday, uh, 9 o'clock, 1030, on the live stream in Emanuel or in person, and I'll see you again on Monday.